What's happening, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast. It is Wednesday afternoon, and I am uh, doing a solo episode of the Namaste podcast. If you're brand new here, my name is Melissa Milotti. I am the host of <laughs> the podcast you're listening to called Namaste. It's a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive goal-oriented talk. And I was just thinking about it recently that I should probably reword how I market the podcast because yes, it's all about creating positive goal, goal oriented talk, but most importantly, it's about connecting spiritual, spiritual. <laughs> it's about connecting spiritual ideas to goals and how people are able to achieve their life dreams. I love digging into people's souls and finding out what do they believe that got them from A to B. That's probably my most, um, the thing that I'm most interested in. I'm interested in why we do what we do, why we think how we think, and what we think that contributes to success. I love learning. I love groaning. Groaning? <laughs> I'm so not grounded today. <laughs> I love growing <laughs> and groaning too, apparently. <laughs> I love growing. And um, th that's really the reason why I started this podcast is because I just can't wait to learn and I want to pick people's brains and find out what helps them, you know, be as cool and awesome as you know all of my guests are what makes them super successful what has gotten them to the point that they're at now so yeah that's what my podcast is all about so if you're brand new welcome to the fam I'm not usually this hyper because usually I have somebody beside me to ground me a little and you know I'm often I'm not going to lie, quite nervous for my podcast because first off, a lot of the time I meet my guests right on the day and so I don't really have too much of a preface for them. So I don't really know their personalities until we get talking and then, you know, I'm able to realize, honestly, I've had such a good bunch so far. So, you know, every single person I've, I've loved as we get into conversation, I love them like more and more. So it's been quite fantastic. I'm going to knock on one now because I'm sure in the future I'm going to have, you know, episodes where... Um, I, I, it's going to be pulling teeth and there, there's been maybe one or two that I've had a, a harder time interviewing than others, but for the most part, I've been really lucky. So, um, I'm feeling uberly blessed to, uh, you know, have had such a great selection, such an, like so, so many amazing people be on the show so far. So, um, usually I am a little bit nervous because of, how successful they are and how, um, you know, how many things that they could bring to the table to teach me and, and my listeners every day. So, uh, yeah, I'm usually more grounded because I'm trying to get into the zone of being professional. And <laughs> even though, honestly, listening back to some of my episodes while I'm editing, I'm very unprofessional, like uh, quite a few people now. Actually, I can't say that. Two people, two people have pointed out that sometimes I talk over my guests. And the thing is, I know what they're talking about. And that is definitely something I'm going to work on because I do want to be a, you know, great interviewer. Um, you know, originally I started the podcast because I just always have spiritual, you know, goal-oriented conversations with people. And so naturally in conversations, you do talk over people. Like that's, you know, I never went into doing this thinking I want to be an interviewer, you know? So interviewers, if I was interviewing someone really seriously, then I would definitely be sure that they finish their thought. I would never talk over them. But I think there's a fine line when you're having a conversation with someone and, you know, you're just so into the convo and it's just natural in, in a natural circumstance. Sometimes that does happen. But me as a, you know, host and as someone that edits and, and also wants to listen back, I need to recognize that you guys are listening to this in audio format and in audio format, when you don't let someone finish their thought, it is annoying. So I am so so glad <laughs> that I, that was pointed out to me because that is something I'm going to be working on. And, uh, you know, I just completed my 38th episode. Pretty awesome, right? 
um, 38 episodes now probably would have been more had I posted one every single week. I've taken a few weeks here and there as break weeks, as I'm gathering my thoughts or I'm busy with cricket or whatnot. Um, but yeah, 38 episodes. So it's quite accomplishment for a person that, you know, just to be real with you guys, you know, my family, Hmm. I'm going to say one person in particular, I'm not going to say my whole family, one person in particular who uh, growing up, I would highly identify with. We had so much in common and I just, you know, we, I associate a lot of my traits with this family member. This family member has a, hmm, has a tendency to start projects and not finish them. So I associated myself with this person and I felt like, you know, oh, I'm so much like this person. I have all these ideas. I never finish them. Therefore, I am a person that doesn't finish projects. I'm a person that says they're going to do something and doesn't actually do it. And when I realized that I was, that's not, that that wasn't actually me, that I was associating my ideas of myself based on someone else's, you know, tendencies. When I realized that, I, I came into some power <laughs> within myself and realized, oh, that's not me, that's them. I am actually not that person. When really I think about my whole life, I think about, you know, all the projects that I have completed. There have been tons, okay? And there have been so many things in my life where I've been successful because I've completed projects. So to, to even think that I'm the same in that regard is so silly, but we do this to ourselves, don't we? We have these weird narratives about ourselves. We tell ourselves these stories about who we are and how how we act. And I love when it gets pointed out to you that, you know, that your view of yourself is wrong because that is an opportunity for you to grow. And in this last year, I learned that. And I have been consistent and I have put out 38 episodes and I'm going to continue to put out 38 38 episodes because I'm passionate about this and because I am someone who completes projects. So um, that was a really cool point in my life when I realized that. And (laughs) I don't really know why I'm sharing it, but sometimes I just share things because I feel guided to. And uh, that's one of the reasons also why I started Namaste is because I felt guided to start it. Now, if you're someone listening that's not that spiritual, I mean, fair enough, you can probably just say like, maybe it was intuition or maybe you don't believe me when I say that, but I do feel very connected to whatever the heck is out there in the world, whether you believe in ghosts or not. I, I am someone that believes in energy and, um, yeah, I, I, I can't say that I know that there is an all powerful God, like a man ruling over the world. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I can't say I, I, what I, what I believe is that there's something else bigger than us. I don't know what it is. I think it doesn't really matter what you call it because it's just a name. It's just a word. But I know that I can tune in to whatever this higher power is and I can receive communication and messages that help guide me to make good decisions for my life. Now, Some people just call that higher power. Ooh, this is actually something I've been dying to talk to you guys about. So I was watching this YouTube video and I'm actually going to play it for you guys in just a second. But uh, basically this YouTube video is this guy on stage explaining to us what the fifth dimension means. Yeah, so I'm going to play it for you and then we're going to talk about it. But just the reason I thought of it is because, you know, I think essentially when people talk about God, they're talking about the higher power. I think they're also forgetting that what is inside us is the real God. And that's after watching this video, my perspective kind of changed. And, um, you know, the messages that we get, I think, you know, we are more powerful than we know. And I think they are, they're coming from a space possibly from this other dimension that, we're not so aware of as of yet. But anyways, let me play it for you and then we will talk more about it. Here it is. There's an exercise. 
we can say this. Rock star energy drink. Why? I just put that in history. <laughs> See how quick history come up right there? Rock star energy drink. Those who want to um, do the exercise, we're going to say rock star to ourselves without opening our mouths, without saying anything outside. We're going to say this to ourselves. We're going to say rock star to ourselves. Don't say it out loud. The count of three. One, two, three. Okay. Now the question to ask, if you've said rock star in, in your mind, the question to ask is, what voice is that? What voice is that? What, what voice just spoke? You just said rock star without moving your mouth at all. On top of that, you, you, on top of saying rock star, you heard yourself say rock star. Uh, how can you hear yourself say rock star and no vibration of sound has happened? See, this puts a different perspective on what sound actually is. And, and what memory is. Memory's not in the brain. Memory's in the soul. The only thing you take with you after this life is your memories or your knowledge, your experiences. That's the only thing you take. Unless you study Egypt uh, uh, culture, they believe you can take all their stuff with you on the other side. <laughs> Just as a, a side note. But if you said rock star in your mind or in your being is the true answer, is the true statement. In your being, what was that voice? What was the voice that spoke and then you heard yourself speaking? But these ears did not hear you say anything because your mouth didn't move. So the ears didn't hear it, the mouth did not move, but you spoke and you heard yourself speaking. If you close your eyes, you can see this better. If you close your eyes and put this image in another site, if you close your eyes, you can still see this. What is the sight that can see your future? These two eyes don't see the future. These two eyes don't see the past. Yet, you can see your past and you can see your future. You can actually see your past. <laughs> what is the sight that can see beyond time? Hmm. <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> what is this is this is an ancient meditation. This is an ancient meditation that I am not the flesh. I am the energy, the consciousness, the being in the flesh. And this is proof. This is no faith. This is not religion. This is actual fact. You can speak without moving your mouth. You can hear without ears. You can see without eyes. Mm -hmm. So what happens when these eyes, this mouth, and this ear drops off into the grave? These other senses are all you're left with. Death is an illusion. Once you realize this, you live your life more courageously. Now, no one wants to die before their time, so you try to protect yourself. But know that this body is the limitation of you. It is not your zenith. It is not your ultimate. Your ultimate is that voice that just said rock star. <laughs> That voice that just said rock star without nothing physical moving, that person is immortal. That person is not here with you. Let's go deeper. The body is in, what is it, three dimensions, right? Forward, back, right, left, up, down, and time. Fourth dimension. Three dimensions plus time. That's our physical reality. 
front, back, right, left, up, down. That's 3D plus time. What happened to in and out? Look at the East. Look at the, the English thought. Back, forth, right, left, up, down, no in and out. No in and out. What is in and out? Rock star. <laughs> Rock star says, I exist without the body. So where is this other existence? Where is it? It's not here. It's not in three-dimensional space where you really are. The person that says this is in a whole different dimension. Just switch a little bit. Talk to yourself more. <laughs> Affirm to yourself more. Don't move none of this. No, close this down and go within and say, I am the greatest dot, dot, dot ever. I have all... Anyways, I love this video. If you want to hear the whole thing, it's called KRS One Fifth Dimension Explained. Fantastic. When I first came across this video, my boyfriend act actually sent it to me and uh, it blew my mind. I never actually thought about that. I mean, you know, I meditate and I, I talk to people about what it means to be energy within this being all the time. But I love the concept of in and out and that the energy within us that's that's the fifth dimension it's radical it's so cool so anyways I've been dying to share that and uh, if you have any thoughts on that I'd love to hear your comments send me an Instagram message my Instagram's at Melissa Milotti or uh, you know or you can comment on SoundCloud on this podcast whatever wherever I'd love to hear your thoughts because that I think is such a fantastic, interesting concept that uh, really blew my mind a little. So I just had to share it with you guys. And that's why I love this platform. I love that, um, you know, I, I, I started the Just Love blog because I wanted to gather a collection of ideas on self-improvement. And slowly it's become more spiritual and really tuning in. And now I've got this vocal platform where I can openly, you know, just e it's much easier to speak my thoughts than it is to really put it on paper and type it up because truly I am a little bit dyslexic and my grammar is horrible. So that is just frustrating in itself. So to be able now to just talk instead of type things up, it's much easier for me. So this is so fun and I just love sharing ideas. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that little blur. But yeah, I think um, just going back to my original, you know, originally what I was saying that there's a reason why monks meditate all the time. There's a reason why we pray. It doesn't really matter what religion you practice. The common theme is tuning in and obviously also spreading love, <laughs> but tuning in and, you know, and, and, getting, you know, developing a relationship with, if you call it the higher power, or you call it your inner self, or you call it God, or you call it Buddha, like it's about developing, developing a relationship with this unexplainable force that we all kind of understand, but we haven't even hit the surface on yet. And so um, I like this explanation of this being, you know, the fifth dimension, this in and out, because yeah, we truly everything that we need to know we can find within ourselves. And one of the things that I truly believe and I talk about a lot on the podcast is everyone that's placed in your life is a reflection of what you need to know right now. Everyone, every single person that I meet, if they're angry, if they're sad, if they're happy, that's always a sign to me of what's happening inside of me. If I'm not as in tune with what's happening inside of me, I will find myself saying, no, 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 I, I'm not mad like this person. This person's mad. It's not me. I, there's nothing going on inside of me. That's just the ego. Every time I drop my ego and I tune in after someone really angry is around me, and if I get moved by that person, if their energy affects me, it's always because there was something inside of me that was already on that frequency 
And that is how I attracted that into my experience. It's so cool. It's so cool. And this is what meditation has taught me. It has taught me to always reflect on what's happening in this inside person. What is this inside person in inside me, <laughs> inside person inside me feeling, you know, this in and out. We don't understand it. We don't understand this fifth dimension. We don't understand how we always know what is intuition. How do we always know? We just have a feeling. Well, where's that feeling come from? From inside of us, from our gut, we say. Or it could come from this other dimension within us that we are unaware of. Anyways, I just like talking about ideas and I, uh, that one really hit home for me. That one makes a lot of sense within my own experience. Maybe it doesn't with you. I'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, but that's what I want to continue to do on Namaste. I want to continue to have guests that will challenge ideas on how life works. I want to continue to have guests that um, have different points of views spiritually. I would love to pick the brain of someone that is like a Buddhist. I, I really don't know too much about the culture of people or just, or the religion in general. I don't, I don't honestly know much about anything besides Christianity and Catholicism because that's what I was surrounded by growing up. Um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm a practicing Christian or Catholic. As most of you know, I just say I'm spiritual because I practice the religion of love truly. Uh, but I would just love to know, uh, you know, different perspectives because truly I think that whether you're aware of it or not, your spiritual beliefs play a big part on how you see the world, how successful you become, in, you know, how, how you're able to accomplish your goals and just how life pans out for you. I think how you see the world is, is truly how you are able to bring about the type of experience that you want. And, um, whether you call yourself spiritual or not, the mind is so powerful. That's, that's how I believe. And in my own experience, I've been able to make some crazy things happen with my mind, some crazy, cool, just miraculous, it honestly would be miraculous to some people, but when you really sort of just jot down everything that I did, there's a, there's a formula, there's a way of thinking and a way of being that can get you the things that you want. And I'm just, I'm so passionate about <laughs> that. Um, I guess my dad is a, a computer I guess, I don't know if it's what his formal title is, I guess, analyst, computer analyst, possibly, or a pro, she's, he's a programmer, actually, what am I saying? <laughs> no, he's a computer programmer. Anyways, he's very logical. That was my only point <laughs> that I think I get my logical side from my dad. But there, there I go again, right? Saying, well, my dad's logical. So it's probably why I'm logical. Nope. I'm logical because I'm logical. And that's it. And I'm actually also very illogical to a lot of really logical people. Because a, a lot of super logical people, like my father, for example, would say, oh, Melissa, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, I don't believe in that and that stuff, Melissa. I'm an atheist. First off, to all the atheists out there, come on now. You can't believe in nothing. What, what is, like, honestly, atheism fascinates me. I, I really don't understand it because, honestly, if I didn't believe in anything, if I just believed in nothing... I would be so bored. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I, to believe that life is pointless, but maybe that's because I come from, you know, Disney watching magical fairy tale child, like childhood beliefs. Like I come from that perspective of, I grew up thinking anything is possible. Like that's what I was brought up to believe. So to think that there's people out there that actually believe in nothing Super interesting. You know what? Maybe I'm actually wrong. I'm going to look this up, but I'm pretty sure that's what atheism is. Atheists. I want to make sure that I know what the heck I'm talking about. Atheism. Here we go. Okay. Atheism is the broadest sense, the absence of belief. Yeah. In the existence of de deities. Oh, okay. Right. So they just don't believe in like a God or anything. Less broadly, atheism is the rejection of belief that any deities exist. In an even narrow sense, atheism is a especially the position that there are no deities. Atheism is contrasted with 
theism, which in its most general form, it is the belief that at least one deity exists. Oh, that's interesting. See, I don't even think my dad comes from that perspective. I actually think my dad is, he says he's an atheist, but I'm pretty sure he's um, more, he, d- he comes from more of like a scientific perspective. And, you know, I've talked to uh, a lot of scientists in my day. I know it sounds really ridiculous, but I have. <laughs> My ex-boyfriend, his parents were scientists. Anyways, uh, and one would think that scientists would be super logical and wouldn't, you know, believe in God or anything. But in fact, actually, a lot of scientists, because of their experiments and experiences with trying to discover the unknown, the question mark factor, they are the ones that actually do believe in the power of there's there's more out there in the in like the power of energy and whatnot. They they are actually usually the ones that believe in that there's there's so much that we don't know. So it's funny because I I. I think my dad believes that they don't believe in, you know, energy or power or anything. But actually, I think that I think my my dad's perspective is a little bit off on that because every single I mean, again, also cannot speak for the entire world. Certainly, Uh, I'm not going to generalize, but, you know, from my own experience. And I think also I should possibly uh, see if I can find a scientist to come on the show and talk about I don't know their experiences. I know that there was a scientist that wrote this book where he, or it might be a she, performed experiments on testing out the law of attraction, like actual physical experiences to show you that the law of attraction exists. And the conclusion is it does. So yeah, I found that really interesting. I'm going to have to find out what the title of that book is. I think it was called like E2 or something, something very sciencey. <laughs> E squared, E2. I said E2. I meant E squared. Oops. <laughs> Clearly, I am not a scientist. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes, I would like to have someone like that on the podcast. That would be really interesting to uh, pick their brain. Um, what else did I want to discuss? Oh, yeah. So just getting back to what I was saying that I've had a lot of really cool, magical things happen in my life that uh, through, you know, certain actions have gotten me to being able to achieve them. There's this wonderful poem that I'm obsessed with uh, that was in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book. I'm going to look it up. Success poem. Yes, I'm typing on my computer as I am talking to you guys from Think and Grow Rich. I had this on my wall in my mom's house for a very long time. And I would say it all the time because it's just absolutely brilliant. And it would, it would honestly, I'm not even joking, it would snap me out of my funk sometimes because it's just... So obvious that it is real. It's not, it's, it's weird the way that I just worded that, but it's just, it's just so obvious knowledge that I think it goes over a lot of people's heads. I think we're told since, since we were young that you need to believe in yourself and that if you believe and you work hard, that you'll get what you want. Like this, these are things we're always told and we're almost told so much that it's to a fault that it that we're kind of numb to hearing it and recognizing that that is all that we need to know to do anything in life we need to believe in what in ourselves and that we are someone that could live the lifestyle of what we want and then we need to go after it but that's literally the entire formula here it is this is the for uh the poem it's amazing if you think you are beaten you are and emphasis on think. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it is almost certain you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out in this world we find, success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, I couldn't say that outclassed. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. This is my favorite part. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But soon or later, the man who wins is the man 
who thinks he can. Man, what a powerful little poem. And you know what? Uh, (laughs) When I first met my boyfriend, he represented to me this poem completely. He is someone that believes to his core that he is successful, that he deserves the world, and therefore he lives the most luxurious, successful life. It's not a coincidence. It really isn't. The power of the mind. Just look up quotes from Einstein, from Nikola Tesla. I'm going to look up some right now. Nikola Tesla. I'm obsessed with reading about Nikola Tesla and Einstein because they talk about energy, frequency, how you think all the time. All the clues of what you need to know to be successful, to move forward, to analyze your life, to to go within. They're they're all out there. You just need to be open to receiving them. Let me see if I can find a good one right now. Hmm. Every time I look up quotes by Nikola Tesla, I, I always come across something new that kind of like blows my mind. Um, I found two. So the first one, uh, he said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Ooh, I love this one. Um, Every living being is an engine geared to the wheelwork of the universe. Though seemingly affected only by its immediate surrounding, the sphere of external influence extends to infinite distance. Hmm. Kind of makes you think about how your energy gets reflected onto other people, right? Everything is sort of reflected through seemingly affected only by its immediate surrounding. The sphere of external influence extends to infinite distance. It's so interesting also that if you can willingly choose to spread love, you want to put out love into the universe. It travels for miles and miles and miles. It's a ripple effect Everything in the world is energy. And when you start start thinking of the world as if it is just energy, it will blow your mind. It honestly blows my mind every day when I think about it. Let me see if I can find one from Einstein. There's one from Einstein when he's talking about the frequency of the world. And that one always um, blows my mind every time I, I read it. Uh, Nicola also said, my brain is only a receiver in the universe. There is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. Oh yeah, here we go. I have not penetrated into the secrets of this core, but I know that it exists. Could he possibly be talking about this inner being that we've been talking about, this fifth dimensional person that he has not penetrated into the secrets of this core? He does not know quite yet, but he knows it exists. Hmm, possibly, who knows? What are your thoughts on that? Send me a message on that if you have uh, another idea as to what that might mean. That's a really cool quote. Let's see. I'm going to find an Einstein one now because I know that there's an Einstein one that I'm obsessed with. Um, Everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Oh, I love that one. That is at its core so true. This is what we're talking about at the power of belief. If, if you reflect judgment onto, let's say a child, you, you say, you know, I think this is, um, I think that this is sort of the problem of saying that your child has ADD by, by identifying your child as I'm just, I'm throwing out ADD as like an example, because I've heard of specific scenarios where, you know, a child wasn't told that he was ADD uh, compared with the child that was and the child that wasn't told that he had ADD he went about his life completely normal and had good grades and whatnot and then you saw the comparison between the child that was and he struggled and he thought you know that he wasn't smart and blah 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 and um, there's been a lot of studies on this but truly belief is everything and Napoleon Hill actually talks about this in the beginning of Think and Grow Rich. Fantastic book. I'm actually not even finished it. I just, I've reread the first few chapters so many times and I have the audiobook and I'm uh, listening to it right now, but it's just phenomenal. And only in the first like six chapters, I've learned so much. But one of the first couple chapters, he talks about how his son um, was born deaf 
And he never treated his son like he was deaf. He treated his son, you know, as if he was going to one day hear. And he was, he, you know, believed in the, the, the power of, of, I guess, I don't know, about planting the seed into their son's brain that he would figure out a way to hear at some point in his life. Anyways, long story short, um, his son was a part of a testing, you know, facility in, the, you know, the in the long future. And um, he ended up being a part of it and it was successful and he can now hear <laughs> now obviously there's a lot of in between like he also didn't struggle as much um in in other ways and in napoleon goes into detail on that but i just thought that was super phen- phenomenal and i do think that uh, it's interesting and kind of great that i was never told that i was dyslexic as a child because I, I didn't find out that i was dyslexic till i was older um, but i certainly struggled reflecting on my childhood when i would have tests and exams oh they were brutal i was always the last one to finish i would cry i would get anxious i couldn't focus i would be staring at everyone else in the room like competing which made no sense but in my brain that's just what I did and that's you know I found out later on in life that that those are all the qualities of someone that struggles with dyslexia Um, but it's a you know I think had I been told that I had that disability I probably wouldn't have tried as hard now that could be possibly based off of my natural defeatist mentality I think that is I I am naturally someone that like just gives up very easily and I have to work to not I need to push myself all the time um or or maybe that that's not the case I but I I think there's a reason why I, I I think that I you know I'm glad that I wasn't told that because I went about my life always reading all the time. I never let it stop me. I read like crazy. I ended up getting a, a job at chapters when I was older. I ended up, you know, getting straight A's all the time. Like I was a very hard worker when I, you know, set my mind to something. But I think had I been told that, I might have thought lower of myself. I might have felt like I was unintelligent. I might have, you know, enacted that way because truly we do act out our beliefs beliefs are very powerful. Anyways, I don't know how I went off onto this tangent. Oh yeah, uh, the Einstein quote, (laughs) but uh, just something to think about. Uh, It's something that I think about all the time on on how my beliefs affect my life and, um, you know, how I saw relationships and men in general before my, my recent partner that I'm with right now is so skewed and I had to work through understanding figuring out what those beliefs were and I had to rewire my subconscious brain and that's something I'm 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 obsessed with talking about and what and helping my friends and family with I just I love talk like trying to get to the the core of our problems which there's always a belief at the core there's always some kind of belief like I am not worthy I am not satisfied I do not feel loved I am not lovable There's always a belief that's standing in the way that is creating the havoc and the problems in your life. And getting to the core of it is mind-blowing. And it's life-changing because once you know what that is, you can change it through affirming, through repetition. There are ways to rewire your brain and convince yourself of a new belief that will get you, you know, more in, in alignment with the path that you actually want for your life. And I think that's truly why I have now at 28 years old found a partner that brings me a lot of peace. Do we have lots of ups and downs? Yeah, we are normal (laughs) constantly. We had a fight this morning where I wanted to like rip my hair out. Like it happens, but it's it's truly, as I'm saying that it is actually the most healthiest relationship where we're constantly like we'll do things and then we'll take a moment to ourselves, recognize when we're in the wrong, go and apologize, work on trying to be better. Like it's, it's really cool to be with someone 
who also wants to learn about themselves. And I think also that's maybe just the age. I think, you know, before I wasn't at a place that I wanted to understand what was wrong with me or why. Not that there's anything wrong with you. Sorry, I shouldn't word it like that. Wasn't at an age to want to change and move forward. And I think that's part of it. You need to be at a place in your life where you are fed up with creating the same situation over and over again. You need to be ready to change and want to improve yourself. That is, that's the biggest part of the battle. Once you decide that you're ready to change, then you can start doing all this healing inner work. But until then, you know, you're going to continue to repeat your same mistakes because you're not at a place where you recognize that you are the one at fault. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that Taylor Swift song. Um, look what you made me do (laughs) because that places the blame on someone else. When truly the most freeing thing in the world is taking ownership to the fact that you are the creator of your life. Everything that happens to you in your experience, it's by your choosing. I know it's really hard to accept. It's really hard to accept. But once you do that, you come into so much power about how your life pans out from that moment forward. You really do. Because then you can decide, okay, I keep attracting these girlfriends into my life, these friendships, and they don't treat me well. I'm attracting these girls that walk all over me, that, that, that I, we don't have a really good friendship, that, I, don't, that I, I feel sort of passive, I can't be myself. What is that? What does that mean? And then you, you, know, you go through the process of figuring it out and then maybe it means I am scared. I don't love myself. I, I, I don't feel lovable. So, so that would be a reason why I would allow people to treat me like that. And I'm actually giving you a real life scenario. This is something that used to happen to me. I used to attract these friendships into my life um, where I'd have like one like really amazing best friend that I was obsessed with that wouldn't treat me well, that wouldn't accept me as, as I am and would, you know, I, and, and really actually not that it would be them. It's that I wouldn't be myself with them. It wasn't even their fault. I allowed them to treat me that way because I I didn't feel like I deserved someone to treat me in any other way. So anyways, we can go really deep into this, but my point is, is that I figured out that I, I had, I was right. I was at a point where I believed, sorry, no, I was at a point where I wanted to change that. I did not want to repeat this pattern and I needed to figure out what I could do, what that belief was that I, that I could change to start attracting more of the friendships that I actually want. And also, if you are someone that practices the law of attraction, a lot of the time it doesn't work for you because there's something that you're missing in terms of you, you, you have a block in your way. And until you recognize what that block is, until you recognize what the belief behind that block is, the law of attraction won't be able to work for you because even though you're saying, oh, I want, I want a, you know, a loving partner in my life, but yet you believe that all men are horrible, that's, that's contradicting. And you're not, you're not going to be able to attract <laughs> a loving male until you change the belief of there are loving males out there. So I was able to do that and then attract really loving, beautiful female friendships. My whole life, I always struggled with it. I had best friends that I simply adored, man, through high school, through university. I had best friends that I, that I would do everything and anything for, but they weren't the friendships that, that were fulfilling me. I wasn't able to be myself. I, I didn't love myself enough that I allowed them to treat me the way that they did. And until I realized that, until I was ready to change, and then I was able to do the work to figure out what that belief was, and then change the belief, rewire my brain, it wasn't until then did I start attracting beautiful relationships. So anyways, the power of belief. Thank you, Einstein. Beautiful quote. I want to find this actual quote um, that I'm obsessed with that he says, that he says all the time. No, he's dead. (laughs) That he said once that I repeat to my friends all the time. 
Um, the, well, this one is, I think this is a part of it. Everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. I love this because for all you sciencey brains out there, you can go, oh, physics. Okay, I can get behind that. Okay, I can understand that. <laughs> for that, that just quote, that, that quote right there, that just sort of settles our logical brains. For those of us that are kind of like, mm, I don't know if I believe in the law of attraction just yet. Well, believe in physics then. <laughs> this is Einstein. I, attempting to to intertwine both ideas he is showing you that the law of attraction and energy and all that is in line with physics i'm going to read it again everything is energy and that's all there is to it match the frequency of the reality you want you cannot help but get that reality so i find this very interesting because one of the things that i talk about with all my friends and a lot of the guests mentioned on the podcast is that when you want to attract something into your life, not only do you have to believe that you can have it, that you deserve it, that it's a part of your reality, but that's just it. You need to believe that it's a part of your reality. You need to become that reality. You need to match the frequency of the reality you want. You cannot help, but and, and you cannot help but get that reality. You need to already be in that reality, in your mental state, in this inner person, this fifth dimensional person, if you want it in the fourth, third dimensional realm, your fifth dimension person needs to already be there. Ooh, I like the way that I put that. I think I just, light bulb, a light bulb just went off for myself there, <laughs> the way that I just described that. <laughs> Often when I'm talking about ideas, it's also me just chatting with you guys about ideas as I'm also processing them. And uh, I want to continue to do this. Uh, via the podcast because it's just yeah it's really that th this is what this is all about right talking about ideas if only I had all my listeners that tune in to be in this same room so we can talk about it as I'm you know thinking about it that would be great so please if you have any thoughts please re reach out to me I would love to know and maybe I'll even read them out in uh, the next one or if you don't want me to read it out whatever I, I definitely won't um, but I would love to hear your thoughts on all this because um, yeah I think it's super interesting but maybe this is what Einstein meant maybe he was talking about this fifth dimensional person Everything is energy. That's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want. You cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way, he said. Stated it as a matter of fact. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Something to chew on. Anyways, I think I'm going to wrap this up. It is 5.30 on Wednesday and I got to run to Benihana's. That's right. I have never gone to Benihana's before. I'm 28 years old and it looks so cool. My friend Tabitha invited me to go with her and uh, we're, we're both vegetarians. So we're going to have the veggie version. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that entails, but I guess I'll find out. And we get to watch the, uh, the fire show. So that's pretty cool. So I'm off to do that now and I'm starving and I'm excited for some yummy rice and soy sauce. <laughs> So wherever you are in this magical world listening and thank you so much for listening in. And um, if you enjoyed this talk, I do uh, talks mm, two to three times a week via live stream on this app called live.me. And my handle is just at Melissa Milotti, um, as always, on all of my pla platforms. It's Melissa Milotti. So uh, if you ever want to join me in these kinds of conversations, you can actually uh, send me messages while I'm live and I can read them out. It's pretty cool. So live.me is where I do that. And uh, yeah, if you want to support the Namaste podcast, you like what I'm doing here, you know, uh, I bought all my equipment. I do all my editing myself. Um, I do all the marketing, everything. So I'm, you know, just trying to learn the business side of all this. And uh, I envision this as being something really spectacular and magical. And um, I, I'm just so obsessed and passionate about this podcast and uh, the lives that it could potentially touch and the information that we could learn together that I just want to continue doing it. So if um, you want to learn more about what I'm doing or uh, to support the podcast in any way, there's a website called patreon.com 
If you don't know about it, it's uh, basically works off of donations. If you're uh, someone that just like that really is obsessed with a an artist that isn't necessarily making too much money. You just want to support them to, to go ahead and continue to make music. You know, people donate a dollar or whatever. Um, but yeah, I have many different tiers. There's specific groupings for based on, you know, how much you decide you'd love to give to my Namaste platform. And, you know, some based on what you decide, I would love to do like a Skype chat with you. Um, I send out a just love spreading love calendar every month. So that really goes towards, you know, just spending my time doing that and uh, putting out the podcasts, editing them, you know, they're super fun and amazing, but they do take up a lot of time. And, um, yeah, I just I would love to continue doing this full time. Truly one day that would be magical. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash Melissa Malati is where you can go and find out more information about everything that I'm doing. But anyways, thank you so much for listening and wherever you are on this planet. I'm sending you so much love and light and motivation to go slay at your goals go slay at them. I hope you learned something today. Um, I hope like something that I said resonates and you reach out. And uh, if you have any ideas, reach out to me. I'm always open to learning and growing. I would love that truly. So uh, feel free to do so. And we will be back next Tuesday. I'm here every Tuesday with a new episode. So um, I'll see you guys then. Hope you have the most magical week. Sending you so much love, light, And like I said, motivation to go after your goals. Namaste. Bonjour, comment ça va? My name is Melissa and uh, this is my podcast. Yes, I have decided that um, I am going to be talking like this um, for the rest of the podcast because I, you know, would love to book a French movie someday. That would be really good, actually. That would uh, really fill up my soul. So I must practice. And this is one of my mediums that I talk on. So I hope that uh, doing this will give me lots of practice so I can be hired and uh, be a professional. That would be good. Simple. bon. <laughs>